0: everyone. Welcome back to This is Life Unfiltered. I am your host, Alexa Curtis. If you are new to the podcast, thanks for tuning in today. If you are an existing Life Unfiltered uh, follower, subscriber. Hi, thank you guys for continuing to tune into this podcast. This is my favorite time of the week and I truly enjoy hearing your guys' stories and comments and especially feedback from certain episodes. So last week, I had an episode on bullying. And I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. When I talk about bullying, I really want to share my stories. And I think that That's kind of what keeps me so engaged with you guys and you guys so engaged with me is just this constant interaction and honesty. And that's really, 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 really important to me. So I filmed last week's podcast episode and I posted it on social media. This is such a difficult time and sometimes you can feel so alone. If you guys follow me on social media, if you don't, please follow me. Um, Shameless plug. Follow me on Instagram at, at Alexa underscore Curtis but last week I had a little bit of a difficult week. Those of you who are adamant about one day running your own companies or if you have some type of company now, uh, most of you probably are just familiar with the feeling of feeling so lost sometimes. And I will say... So it's not confusing. Like I don't necessarily feel like I ever find myself lost. I always feel like I know what to do and who to turn to and what projects to work on. But last week in particular, I found myself feeling lost about myself, like my direction. And this is such a normal thing throughout every single phase and chapter of your life, through periods of growth, through periods of whatever you're dealing with. And I don't like that feeling at all because I don't like feeling like I just don't know what I'm doing, like waking up like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And that gives me a lot of anxiety. So last week was uh, a little bit of a unique week for me. And I ended up just truthfully to be completely transparent with you guys, I ended up getting really depressed on, um, Wednesday and I, I, um, literally just couldn't get out of bed. And it was a really, really, really difficult week for me because I felt like I was so just kind of confused and not really sure what my next steps were because of this piece of news that I got. And as an entrepreneur, and all of you guys, entrepreneurs are not I think sometimes it's really easy to get comfortable. And all of last week, I realized that the minute you get comfortable is the minute you need to wake yourself up and remind yourself that being comfortable is not okay. And it's really good sometimes to get into any type of feelings of comfort and comfort at a job and stuff, but in the world and just the world that we live in and life in general, things are going to come at you all the time that you are not going to be comfortable with. And that's what happened to me last week after feeling so comfortable for the past year to now feel a little bit out of my comfort zone in a different way, like a different way than skydiving. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. And so I feel be- definitely back to myself. I took a few days off of the gym. I didn't even go on the internet. Like I obviously struggle with depression anyway. Um, but definitely last week week was not really an easy week for me, and now I'm kind of getting a better sense of just the world, and I, I'm not really like a religious person or anything, obviously, uh, because I don't talk about religion, but I definitely find certain times where I just feel like the world is pushing you to do something else or be something else, and I think that's kind of what happened last week. i to jump on and encourage all of you who are struggling with something, whether that be something relating to mental health or whether that be something related to college or work and remind you that it is all going to be okay. The world does have a tendency to throw things in your direction for a reason. And even though right now you might not have that answer, as you grow and as, as times change and days go on, I think that that answer is always kind of given to you for me because I run my own company and I do this all on my own, it's very hard for me to not take things personally. And maybe you guys can relate to that too. And when you are running a business, and especially when you work in the business industry, you have to get so used to not taking things personally. And that's something that I'm trying to deal with as I get older is not taking things as personally as I do, but it's much easier said than done. But like I've said, like I post on social media and captions and stuff, in my opinion, every no is a yes in two years. I think I've proved that with my Radio Disney show. I think I've proved that with my summit. And I literally can look back at these six statistics. Like when I first pitched that summit, when I first wanted to get a manager, when I first pitched that Radio Disney show, and every single no turns into a yes. And that's... What you guys need to remember when you're feeling down or frustrated is look at my experiences. This is why I'm so vocal with them is because these experiences hopefully truly inspire you guys to keep on pushing. So that's what's going on. I feel better this week focused on what makes my heart happy, which is interviewing and and giving young people and kids a platform to speak and to share their stories. And through that, I have my summit and my podcast, and that's the epitome of, of me, the definition of me. But a few weeks ago, I had a friend actually text me and ask me, which is a quite common question that I get. I was asked about how I basically moved out at such a young age. And what exactly I did to make friends and, um and you know, deal with that and like living in a new city. And I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but maybe I haven't gone as deep into this topic. Obviously, this is such a unique topic. I don't know how many of you guys know this, but basically what happened is when I was 17, I'm from a really small town, and when I was 17, I... It sounds kind of like nuts, but I literally woke up one day and I was like, I can't, I can't live in this town anymore. Nothing against my hometown. I love it. But for me, it was just too small. And I never felt like I fit in there, you know, with the friends that I had and just with the people in the town. like, And I, I felt like my parents, a lot of times, as most young people do, weren't understanding me and weren't getting what I wanted to do with my life. And so... I woke up one day and I remember going downstairs. Um, I think it was like the middle of winter. And I told my parents that I was going to go to New York and I was only going to live there for a few weeks. It was actually February now, I remember, uh, during Fashion Week. And so I told them and sat them down. And my parents are like very unique. My mom's like almost 70 and she's originally from England. So if anyone knows British people, British people are like very, very, very bitter and just like sometimes don't show any emotion. And my dad is from Massachusetts and he, And my mom have been married for my entire life. They've actually been together like 23 years come October. Round of applause, parentals. You created me. You did something good in the world. Just kidding. And anyhow, so. I told that to them. And there's a few factors why they didn't stop me from going. Number one, I was not honest. I didn't tell them, like, I'm going to move to New York and I found an apartment. I told them I was going to go for a few weeks. My friend was going to let me live with her. I had met a girl in New York when I was there for, like, summers or staying with friends or whatever. I always hung out with people who were older than me. I just never found myself being able to connect with people my age. And I think that's also why I wanted to leave Connecticut at such a young age. At this time, I had also started that LinkedIn profile. I was making a small amount of money, but not a lot of money at all. Like, I was making a very, very, very small amount of money. And so... I told my parents I was going to go for a few weeks for fashion week and obviously they were at that point a little bit supportive I had already been on Rachel Ray like I I I hadn't been I don't think no I had been on the I hadn't been on the Today show yet um or maybe I had been on the Today show I don't I don't honestly really remember but there was a few like career things that I think made them realize like oh maybe she's onto something but you know we're not like fully going to support her being in this industry because how is she going to do it at this age and stuff so anyway so I remember telling them that, and I think that they were, like, hesitant about it. But also, number one, they knew they couldn't stop me. Like, I'm not the kind of person that lets people stop me. That's just not me. Like, I I didn't even ask for permission. And they thought I would go back. They thought, like, I would go to New York, and I would – it would just fail, and I would come back. And then also, um, my mom was like, you have no money, so I can't help you. Like, it's just not going to work anyway. So fast forward a few weeks, and – I go down, actually, the next day, I think. I don't even think it was a few weeks. The next day, I packed up nine suitcases. I asked my dad to drop me off in New Haven, which is about an hour from where I'm from. I had nine suitcases, and I took the train to Grand Central. I remember getting off of the train in Grand Central. I had no money. I literally had this one apartment that this girl was like, in 30 days, I expect $850. I couldn't even afford. I remember getting in the cab, and I was like, how am I going to afford this cab? I had so many suitcases, though. It was 60 from Grand Central to Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. I lived off of Franklin Avenue on the C train, but I couldn't manage six, like nine, six or nine suitcases on this on the train, on the metro, whatever, on the subway. So i I get in, I, I had a Visa gift card. That's how I paid for this cab. I get dropped off at this apartment. It literally is like shit. I was living on a in a five bedroom apartment, complete like concrete walls. Um, I was on the floor. There was no mattress. The girl had left. There was no food in the house. I had multiple different roommates. Uh, one of the guys I remember being really hot. I remember him opening the door and then he had like a girlfriend and I was like, Oh, like 16 year old me. I was like, my gosh, you're so hot. And so that never turned into anything, thankfully. But I had like five different roommates, and they used to like party all the time, and I could never sleep. And I was living on this floor, and um, so I it was the middle of winter and I managed to go to Fashion Week and I was going to those shows and kind of reporting for the websites that I was writing for, freelance at the time, making no money off of that. And I knew like I had these 30 days to pay this girl her money. So I went to a Sally Hansen beauty supply store out in Brooklyn and I took pictures of every single brand in the in the store. And this is Back before the days of Instagram, I think maybe I had seven hundred Instagram followers, if that. And when I say back before the days of Instagram, I mean before the days where people only value you have if you have millions of Instagram followers. I was still writing for all of these websites and writing for my blog, and I really was one of the only young people in the space at that time. Besides Tavi Jevonson, the Style Rookie, there was a few other young bloggers, but besides that demographic of like me and Tavi it was only people like Chiara Fragni of the Blonde Salad and Amy Song like I grew up in this industry with those people so those were the people that I was kind of associated with and oddly enough I mean we have such a huge age dif- divide but those were the people that were really making it in the blogging world because this wasn't and this wasn't a career like they had found this void and made it in that career and it was really 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 unique for them so I go and I email all these brands and I find this one brand and I had seen somebody else on Instagram participate in an Instagram takeover where they email or they post a about not email, sorry, where they post a bunch of pictures on the social media page for the day on somebody else's page and they get their quote unquote fans to follow this page. So I find all these brands and I email this one brand and I get a reply. Her name was Jodi and I said... I literally just pulled the number like out of my forehead. I was like, if you pay me $1,500, can I take over your Instagram page for the day? You will send me the product and I will post and get my, you know, 700 followers to follow the takeover for the day. Within like two hours, I don't even think it was that true. and was like, sure, no problem. Where do you want me to send the money? And that was a moment for me that was kind of a defining moment in my career because like I said, this wasn't the days of social media. So I wasn't having people all the time like they do to me now be like, oh, you don't have millions of followers. Who are you? You're nothing. Like you're, you're worthless. It was a moment for me where I realized that I had the power to do this and not like the word influencer wasn't even around, but I had the power to now make this into some type of company relying on myself as the brand. So I took over the Instagram page. I paid this girl her run and I actually never went back to Connecticut. And I would ask, a few people that I knew, like a few people from my high school who were older had moved to New York or just like random people that I would hang out with. Um, And I was going out like every night. I was going to so many different events. I was actually freelance writing for this company called Guest of a Guest. They're still around. And I was going to the office like one day a week, which I hated going into the office. I'm like not an office person. And it was honestly, seriously boring. But so I would go into the office like one day a week and then they would send you out to all these events. So I was going out like every single night. I was networking every single minute of every single day. And alongside that, that's when I started pitching different CV segments. And I figured if one brand could do this out of like 3,000 that I emailed, I will just need to email 3,000 more companies. And do this. And that's what I started doing every single month. Then I started getting kind of referred more people from my social media. So that LinkedIn profile I had started now came really back into use because now I was getting other people being like, can you run my social media and can you do this just from like different referrals, So all of that is really just how I started to make money. And I never worked a nine to five job. Like even when I was living in New York, I remember I would even go to this coffee shop and I would be like, if all else fails, I can work at this coffee shop. It was on Franklin, like right off the C train. I can't even remember the name of it, but I remember it was, it's like dead winter. And I really never went, like I never had people come to Brooklyn. At that point, Brooklyn was not safe. None of my friends wanted to come to Brooklyn. And so I would sit there and I would write at this coffee shop. uh, And they had this amazing like almond milk, latte. Oat milk was also not around at this point in this year, a few years ago. And so I'd get this almond milk maple latte and it was kind of my like sanctuary. And then I would go home and literally eat like a banana and peanut butter pancakes for dinner with oats. And I would just go to bed. And so I never moved to New York. None of the cities that I've moved to, I had friends in. Mostly I have this perception on life. I'm not really scared of anything. Obviously when I moved to New York, I was nervous, but I I wasn't nervous about meeting people. I was more nervous about not being able to pay my rent and then having to like figure that out and failing myself because everyone expected me to fail. I remember even when I was younger, I was never good at anything. Like I didn't pass high school. Um, I had to finish online. I didn't get into any college. I got into one college and it was like a college that anyone would get into. Um, I, I didn't grow up with access to this world. And so, people and teachers and just my whole childhood were always just kind of like what is this girl like going to do? Like this, this is not going to be anything and she's not going to be anyone. And so I really just dropped my whole life in Connecticut and I moved to New York. And so I managed to get those freelance writing jobs and a few of them paid me, but like very small amounts of money. But I just knew if I could go out every single night and network, like I would make, make friends. And that's really what I did. So I had a few different internships where I had met certain people. And so I would ask them to come to these events with me and I would just go out and hand my, Business card to everyone and talk to everyone. And I would never really disclose my age. I, like, legally, half the time couldn't even really be in these events because the fact that I was not 21. And so I was never really disclosing my age, but I was kind of like, I would sell myself at these events. Like I would say to these people, and at that point, I didn't even know what my brand was. I was still only talking about fashion, but I would just say, you know, I'm a blogger and I write for this company and, and I, you know, I'm in New York and I'd love to take you out for coffee and put it on a credit card or I didn't even have a credit card at that time. I don't even know, or take like $5 and just pick your brain or, you know, really see who you could introduce me to that I, that could maybe be valuable for me and then vice versa. And so for the course of maybe six and a half months, that's what I did. And that is the story of how I moved out. It was, it was not easy. I mean, I remember living there and feeling all so alone all the time, but I mean, I also live in LA now and it's been years that I've lived in other cities and I still feel really alone here all the time too. Any of these large metropolitan cities, when you're moving to them, you have to be prepared for these feelings. Like you can't describe or really put like a label on the feeling of feeling alone, but you have to find something within yourself to push you to, to not, Feel these things, and I think for me, my blog was always there, like sitting at this co- that coffee shop and like on this floor. And I remember the amount of times that these roommates would just party and party and party, and I like could never sleep, and I would just wake up like so exhausted. But I always had this blog, and that was what kept me going. And that's why I talk about these kind of stories that and experiences that I've had is because I want you guys to find that one thing. And you know, now I have so many things. I have this podcast and this summit, and I had this show, and and all these different things make me feel fulfilled but at that time as just this 16 year old girl like moving to New York not knowing anything or really anyone or, or what I what my plan was it was my blog and that was my passion that was my purpose and still remains to this day as my company has expanded to be my starting thing and and that was also something so not materialistic like I wasn't like you know it wasn't like I was getting people like giving me cars and that was filling my day. Like writing was so therapeutic for me. So even when you don't have a lot of friends and stuff, if you can still find something like writing or um, running or just something that makes you see that, that bigger side of life. I think that's that's a really important thing to do. But anywho, so I lived in New York and then I was in Brooklyn and I, and I ended up moving to the financial district. Uh, I was paying like $1,500 a month for rent. That was insane. And I remember viewing this place. I found it on Gypsy Housing and I went and the girl was so nice. And it was her roommate, um, this other girl, I'm not going to say her name. And she uh, lived in the apartment too, and she wasn't there when I viewed it. But this one girl was like, she literally was living in a closet. It was at 100 Maiden Lane in the Financial District. It was like 14.50 a month, and the girl was like, "I'll give it to you." I think she said for like 13.50 a month because she really needed somebody to take it. I just got there, and it was another thing that I was like, I did not feel safe anymore in Brooklyn. Like I was not in a healthy situation with that apartment, the roommates, the whole situation. Like walking around at night, it was pretty traumatizing. And so she was like, please, will you take this apartment? I'll give it to you for 13 dollars And I just was like, you know what? Like, fine, I will take it. And I signed the lease. And, it was just the same thing with, like, trying to make money and just being so relentless and, like, emailing these different companies and, and doing these, like, freelance writing jobs and making profiles on Upwork and Fiverr to try and to pay this rent. And that was really difficult. That was a very expensive rent to pay at that age. It was not easy. I had no help. But that apartment had a doorman. Um, the roommate was a little, like, a little crazy in my opinion. But... You know, I was traveling so much at that time because I was doing all these different TV segments too. And so I wasn't there super often, but that was how I moved there. And then I felt more connected to the city. And I feel like that's when I started to meet more people. I mean, at this point, like Tinder had just become really big. So I made a Tinder account when I was going on like dates with like finance guys and stuff and and here I am like so young and like showing up for these places and never telling people my age. But I actually met some really cool people at the time. And like Tinder at that point was not notorious for like being a serial killer app. People were really just using Tinder to like date and and I guess truthfully hook up. And so I found a lot of myself through those experiences and through like meeting different guys in the city and just like understanding finance bros and like my type and and all of that. So I really was finding myself through all of these different experiences So I lived in the financial district and um, I was there and, and still doing the same thing and still like going out all the time. And when I look back, I don't think I would have done anything differently. My advice for those of you who are moving to a new city, whether it's Chicago, whether it's Detroit, New York, LA, Connecticut, like wherever you go, I think a lot of times you have to start your own chapter. And I say that in a very broad spectrum. Like when I went to New York, I had the blog and I was going out to these different events and networking and stuff. And if I hadn't had that, I probably would have maybe created my own group for women. And I did that when I first moved to Boston because I didn't find Boston to be inviting with it when it came to like meeting other women that I felt like were supportive and uplifting, especially in the entrepreneur space. It was very difficult for me to meet people in Boston, but that's a whole other story. And so I probably would have created my own group. And that's what I, advice I have for those of you who are moving to a new city and are really scared about who you're going to hang out with or me. You have to really get used to being on your own and waiting for the friends who are worth waiting for. And also a lot of times you have to kind of be willing to deal with the BS. Like I used to go out with people. Well, I was, I've was i always been like pretty picky about my friend group, but I, I did, I've had many friendships end over the years, especially when I was living in New York because I was going out for these people for the wrong reasons because I was lonely or I wanted to go out or just random things. And I think eventually you get to a point as you're older and this comes with age where you have so many terrible friendships that you just kind of realize that you want to be more picky with your friends. But if you're first moving to a city, I don't think there's any harm in like just going out with people like all the time or whenever you want to. You never know if one person you're hanging out with even if they're not the best person like might introduce you to some someone else. And when I say the best person, like maybe not the best person, like maybe they're flaky or they're just not super supportive or whatever. And sometimes you have to be willing to like embrace that BS to get to the people who you really feel like are going to bring value to your life. And so by moving to a new city, you enable yourself to truly be lonely, but you also enable yourself to be in a completely new situation and like era with your life. And I think that the best thing you can do to grow is truly move somewhere where you know no one because you're so forced to learn about who you are. And this also applies to college too. Like had I gone to college, I... I see financially why maybe I would have stayed in Connecticut for sure, but obviously I'm not the kind of person to like do that. I would rather be like broken homeless than like unhappy or like in a school that I didn't want or whatever, but you have to make more financial decisions. Like I do not suggest or... Encourage any of you guys listening to move out at seventeen. I made a lot of mistakes and I've learned a lot, and I'm glad it worked out because I wouldn't have allowed it to work out to not work out. But it, it was not it was not easy. Let me tell you that. And so by by moving to a new city, though, or going to a college where you don't know anyone, sure it might be more expensive, but also where you will end up long term is so much different than if you stay in your comfort zone. And I don't really look at things from a pi- financial perspective a lot of times now I do more because I have to be more careful because things are more serious for me. But at the time when I moved out, like I knew I had no money when I went to New York. Like I didn't even expect to get money within two weeks of moving to New York, but I just said to myself, like, I'll figure it out. I literally just was like, I will figure it out because my heart was so involved with that passion. And so that's why if you can find your purpose and you can find your passion in some capacity or something that you just love all of those factors kind of just fade away. And even now, when I have moments of weakness, or like I did last week, or something changes that I wasn't expecting, I don't I don't think as much anymore about like, oh, how am I going to pay my rent? Or how am I going to do this? Because sure, things make me really anxious. But at the end of the day, the happiness factor and how happy you are in your career and what you're doing to empower the world and the people around you. So often we get so focused on what people want us to do or what the expectation that people have for us is whether that's to go to college, whether that's to be everyone wants to be rich and famous and successful. Everyone wants to buy their parents a house. Some people are don't have parents, so they want to buy, you know, somebody or something eventually house or or car or whatever. And so there's this expectation that, and these rules, they feel like that are always quietly put upon us. And how often do many of us just stop and just look around? And like, even if you don't feel like you've accomplished anything, how often do you just stop and look around? And you're like, if this was all taken away, if my life was taken away, what value do I have? Obviously, if you're Dead, you don't have a lot of value because you're dead. But if you, in, this, in the scheme of things, like if this was all taken away or there was a hurricane tomorrow or something, like what have I done to fulfill myself? Because at the end of the day, whatever you decide to do, whatever your career path is or whatever university you decide to go to, you have to do it for you. I know so many people who go to certain colleges and universities because their parents want them to go there, and they always leave feeling dissatisfied with themselves. And unfortunately, now time has passed, and there's not always a way to reverse certain things, especially if you've done them from someone else. And so when you're making these decisions, when you're moving to a new city, you have to do it for you. That's what I've lived by my entire life. I have never done. That's one thing I really love and appreciate about myself is I've never done anything for anyone else. I do things all the time for other people, but I've never done something that will alter my perspective on the life that I want to live. I never went to college, even though people were like, go to college. I didn't finish high school, even though everyone was like, stay in high school. I don't have a million Instagram followers yet. Here I am still talking to you guys. I'm relentlessly going to push forward until one day I don't have to hear those words anymore. I'm not living for anyone but myself. And... If you can realize that, then all of these obstacles and fears like moving to a new city or going to a new college, all that kind of stuff, they just become this kind of faint thing in the back of your memory because you realize like, what are you doing now here in this moment that is making you feel satisfied, right? And that's what life is about because honestly, we could all die tomorrow. I could die in 20 minutes. And what am I leaving behind What have I actually done for other people, not material-wise, as nice as material things are, what have I done for other people and who have I impacted to leave them now feeling satisfied with their life? It's really important for me to know that you guys know that you, number one, don't have to be doing something like I'm doing to bring value to this world or to bring value to yourself. You need to be doing something that brings you value, even if getting up in the morning makes you feel valuable. Like... We are all separate entities. We cannot compare ourselves to other people. We cannot expect other people to do things. We cannot have rules placed upon us because that's not why you're in this world. You're in this world for you. And so when you go to make these big decisions, you need to be realizing that you're doing it for you and that there is nobody stopping you from reaching your fullest potential. And and I want you guys all to know that because I, looking back now, wish that somebody had told me to think in this way and I don't necessarily feel like I was ever told these things I was always told the opposite things and I kind of rebelled and I want my part and place in society to to be telling you guys these things that I've learned because that's how I feel valuable is when I know that you guys are learning from my experiences and my mistakes and you're doing things in different ways, but still making it work. Social media to me doesn't necessarily always give me the platform that I want to have to share these things. And when I hear from you guys about your experiences and stuff, but I would love, love, love to hear from any of you who are struggling with moving to a new city or feeling scared about going to college, all completely normal feelings because by sharing them i would love to also share my experiences even more with you guys and also just let most of you know that you are not alone in any of your struggles you should use your voice to empower yourself number 1 and then also other people because you never know really what's going to what's going to happen and for me i used my voice by writing. I didn't necessarily at 16, 17 like I was not speaking at colleges. I was literally writing on this website. And that's how I got to where I am today. As long as I'm inspiring you guys, like I could be broke and homeless and I'm living my my purpose here. So I, I hope this really inspires you you guys who are struggling with things or feeling really good career-wise and also just making sure that you're never always comfortable. Like I think that's also really the key behind this episode is don't ever feel comfortable because things are going to come at you and if you're too comfortable, you are not going to be prepared for what's next and the worst thing that happens is like you get depressed or you get extra anxious or X, Y, Z. Uh, so if you can always stay uncomfortable in a good way but always kind of on your tippy-toe, is always curious and excited about what could come next because the world is going to throw things at you and you never know what's going to happen. And so stay curious, stay excited and um, follow this, this podcast on social media. Also at, at TILU podcast and myself, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis. There is a bunch of new stuff up on you Go to Life Alexa.com. You'll see new content there. Keep living your life unfiltered and we'll talk next next week. Bye guys.